Hello and welcome to Motor Cult Podcast, episode 77. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host... Yeah, see, I got it right this time, Ryan Sinisky. I'm just coming up with other podcast names. I like the name. <laughs> we are in the midst of... Oh, Scott, can you grab boys. the door? Apparently, I, it's locked and Corey's here. Um, Shifty Boys is actually a really good name. I like Want, that so much. Shifty Boys. Let's slap that on the uh, I will. On the Trello. I wonder, Shifty Boys. That might, huh. that might be your new name, the Shifty Boys. <laughs> I really like that. <clears throat> Trello. Anyway. Do you sell the I or a Y? So if Either. those of you, I'm sure everyone that's listening to this, you probably listened to Motor Cult for a while, but we are going to rename the podcast for reasons that we'll explain again when we actually finish the renaming thing. But we're having a really hard time finding a name that's perfect. Yeah, bro. There's a lot of factors. It's got to be short. It's got to be relevant. It's got to be catchy. It's got to be easy for somebody to hear once and write it down. And it's amazingly difficult. Yeah. So all the French names we've brilliantly come up with, we oh, can't yeah. do, because French, you can't spell it. No. I one. really like Shifty Boys. It even looks good written down. Yes. Yeah, that's a good name. I like that a lot. Um, anyway. Yeah, okay, first topic. Let's get into Ooh, it. Beer. <laughs> uh, I'm still drinking Farm Girl. I oh, yeah, Pepsi. That's uh, Okay, Papa's beer. All right, uh, The Grand Tour is back. Yes. It and finally aired on Thursday. And James May has no business on 4K. He does oh, not. Oh, my his, God. His teeth, he, okay, so you guys are all aware of that toothpaste. Oh, yes, Corey's bringing the goodness. Yes. Uh, you're aware of the toothpaste that's made out of the, the charcoal, right? Yes. So you brush with it, and it looks like you just ate a bag of dirt. Yeah. Pretty sure that's what happened in one of the I, scenes in the Camaro on the Grand Tour season three episode I premiere. Think, I just think he's from James May is a very old man. He's Did a man. He's just out, a he's, British thing. He's a man out of time, and okay. he has actual Austin Powers teeth. Does it crack mirrors when he looks at them? Probably. Excellent. <laughs> true. But, but anyway, in, in in reality though, I mean, you watched the first episode now too. Yes, I, I, I really thought liked it was it. very very good. They're I getting rid of the crap slowly but surely, but I don't I don't never cared about. I think what the, what they were the doing. The celebrity segment's gone. If you watched the first two seasons of oh, have. new Top Gear, yes. when they brought back Top Gear as its format, that is now well. The first season was trash because it had that the blonde fat guy. idiot. Uh, no, uh, the fat guy is Matt, isn't it? The, no. from the Friends thing. No, 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 no. I was talking. No, no. When I say new Top Gear, I mean the, the 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 trio Top Gear from the. 2003? Yeah, 2003. Oh, yeah. The, you're they, talking about the consumer advice guy. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. like, Sorry. 2002. It, when, when you looked at that, it took them a. It really took them until about 2005 to, like, really get their traction. To, like, get to, like, really what they were. Like, become what they were. I don't think it took that long. Well, I think not, by 04, maybe even late 03, they were on it. 03, they were really good. 04, they were really. They were getting it, but by 05, it was fully actualized. And I think that the Grand Tour. Is getting to the point where it's fully actualized. Scott is drinking wine out of a cat mug. He's drinking wine out of my happy cat coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is being poured out because it's apparently rancid. <laughs> uh, I hope that... Oh, it doesn't show up in the background of the camera. Bummer. Okay. Um... um Sorry, yeah, you were, you were saying though. But no, it, it's... Uh, I, I think it, it's, it's going really well. It's getting really good now. Um... And it's really what the show needed. I think from now on, I will 
I, I thought about getting rid of my Amazon Prime, but I don't even have one. I'm logged out on my mother's account. But between between the the Marvel's Miss Maisel, the show everybody should watch, and the, and the Grand Tour, just the I'm, name of that show says that I will never ever watch it. Oh, it's so funny. You don't got, care. You would love it. Nah. But yeah, the Marvel's Miss Maisel and this, they're really really. It's it's coming together really well, and Amazon's doing a great job. And, go Amazon. Yeah, you know, they're just kind of letting him let him go at it. And Did you notice? Um, they said, uh, the, I mean, at the beginning of the season, they always do like that overview yeah. quip or whatever. They said over the next thirteen weeks, the last two seasons have been like seven week things. Oh. They've been super short. Ooh, so you're so doing I a think full... this is a double season. Oh, that'd be great. Which is super good. And that'd then season four, which they've announced, which was beyond their original scope, they've signed up for. And that will completely ditch all segments in the tent. So it's going to just the challenge or just the road trip, which I think cool. is great because that's that's what I first got interested in with Top Gear. Starting in 05 or 06 where they started doing like the challenges where like James May is going to take a small airplane and Clarkson's going to drive this GT500. Let's see who gets that I like, first. I like the stupid car challenges. It's oh, like me the, too. The, breast, the best British car. <laughs> like That was the best episode of Top Gear ever. I like, like the cheap Porsche challenge or the cheap supercar challenge. The, the cheap, Italian those, one. That was really good. Or the, the Mirac where he just grenades. He like litters the road with Maserati V6. <laughs> <laughs> or the... Um, no, there there is the one where they did the um, oh shoot, what was it? The sports cars, the the cheap sports cars, and uh, Jeremy Clarkson takes uh, Richard Hammond's T top from his Z thirty two and throws it off the Alps. I almost forgot about that episode. I love that episode. That's, That's such a good a one. Good episode. Yeah, and what, they were doing what were the other two cars. I can't remember. <laughs> I know it was a red three hundred ZX with like I think early I, period. I think I got nine a nine forty four, and then I think yeah, James yeah. May had a white nine forty four maybe. I think it was a black one. Black. No, Clarkson had a black one because yeah. he fixed the boot release. Yeah, because that, that was... He that, had a 944 S2. That was one of the ones where they dropped him. Uh, uh, Morris. They were doing They, they crushed a uh, Morris Marina. Yeah. Oh, the owner's club has been very cross <laughs> with us this week. <laughs> that one. I really hope they bring back what uh, pissing off. Buy? I I need to know this now. I can't remember. I, I want to say it was a Lotus Milan, but no, it's not right because they did that for the British. Yeah, that was the TVR and the. Yeah. Yeah, that was another good episode. But yeah, the challenges. Those are the yeah. best episodes. Yeah, the challenges My are great. Nobody cares about the consumer advice. were the public transportation one where they did bike, bus, They've and done a couple of car, those. But somehow a boat was involved. Oh, yeah. Clarkson <laughs> was in the boat. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I love showing that one to people, being like, "This." That is was what Hammond on the bike. That was James May in a GL five hundred, and it was Clarkson in a powerboat yes. going up the Thames. And then I also love the challenge where they drive through America with uh, liberal slogans on their trucks. Oh, the, the that first episode made me so uncomfortable to watch. Well, what was yeah. really funny is like everybody's like, "This is y'all trying to get beat up in a hick town. <laughs> Country western is rubbish." Oh my Hillary god! Hillary for president. People think that doesn't really exist. So that's like a real thing. Like that's a Al- if you go to Alabama, you go to the wrong town. I cannot it's like believe that. they didn't get shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm surprised. They probably had like armed security. Like I was more scared watching them in that episode than I was when they were in the Falklands, whatever. Yeah. Like no, that that was quite like just because I know those kinds of people. Like yeah. Like oh, Al- yeah, Alabama. Guys. Alabama's a beautiful state. It's one of my favorite states. <laughs> Some of my least favorite people in the union. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wish Not, they weren't. I, sh- I, sh- union, I shouldn't so. say everybody in Alabama because for like, there, there's like a good solid like three to four ratio of cool people versus dick in, in Alabama. Mm. 
And like those cool people, I'll put on like the upper echelon of cool people. So like they're especially cool people. Sure. Like if, but like the thing is, is that per capita dick ratio is like per, much per decada. That per decada per is, phallusa. Yeah, that, that's a much higher <laughs> per capita than most other states. I like the um, other two ways of saying it. But anyway, um. Wow. I want to talk about the McLaren Senna because you noted that on that. And we had a such an ugly car. No, it's a it's beautiful a car. Excellent car. I like what it means. I like who is named after, but it's it a is a terrible car. looking car. All right. No, no. This is the thing. The one they had in the episode was terrible looking. The one because they had a, a, that horrible orange color. It was like red with black inserts and like the. It just looked the super car, tall. The car needs to be a dark color. It looked really bad. It. I showed you that green one that was at Pebble Beach looked much better. Yeah, it did. It looked much better. Yeah. But like, I, still, it's a great car. It's super ugly. I that car, um, I like it because unlike every other modern McLaren, the speed tail looks completely different. It's an attractive car. There's that in the speed tail, but everything else is the same. Like I can't tell a 520 from a 720 versus an 8. So let's just agree that the speed tail is excellent looking and is fabulous. I saw I saw a P1 and I honestly couldn't tell a P1. From a, from five, a 675 LT? Yeah. Like, it's considerably longer than all the short wheelbase cars, so it's easy to tell that. But, I mean, like, we see one driving along in traffic, like, you go, oh, that's another McLaren. And yeah. then you go, that one looks a little bit weird. But that's how people, like, oh, what'd you see on the way down here? I'm like, I saw a McLaren. Oh, cool. Well, no. I would even ask, because nobody can tell the difference. Yeah, nobody knows. It, whereas, like, when you say, like, like if you look like, 80s-era Lamborghini, it's my favorite era of Lamborghini. No way. Uh, yeah, no, all right. When, when you say... <laughs> Um, I saw Lamborghini. People say, oh, cool, what kind? Because if you say, I saw Gallardo, they go, um, Gallardo. They, they, they don't care. They go off to pooing or whatever they were doing previously. Now, if you say, I saw a Countach or I saw a Yalpa, like they're totally different looking cars. So, yeah, I feel like that the... Or a Mira. Or a Mira, yeah, oh, exactly. But I'm, I was, I was talking more like cars that were like, uh, you know, like sold at the same time. It, all right. That none of their cars look any different. They're I find McLaren largely boring except for the Senna. Okay. They made well, the Hello Kitty race car. It's, the yes, Senna is a great car. The Hello Kitty race car, I think it was a 570 or something, but it was really cute. It also was plastered with Hello Kitty, so it's hard to see past that. I like that one. Yeah. If you plastered a Senna and Hello Kitty wrap, all on, all on board. Uh, yeah, 100%. McLaren, you need to make a Senna with... A lot of Hell Kitty. I Thank bet you. Art and Senna was a cat lover. Oh, I'm sure he, he has cat lover all over his face. He does. You this laptop laptop he's, he's just a he's a relentless douchebag, so he must be a cat lover. Oh, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Not like a fabulous person, but like, you know, a dick. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he, he, he a cat was, person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> like, yeah, now, what you just said. I want to speak about another car. Okay. Real quick. Let's do this. Hopefully it's better looking than the Senna. Oh, right, well, it's the Supra. It's no, way better looking. It looks yeah. much better. <laughs> uh, all, these people, uh, all these people with 570 credit scores that are complaining about how it looks, saying that the... This, we need to go off on this because this entire say, week, social media has been, Supra, look at the old one. Same horsepower. It was only 10 grand cheaper before. I'm like... There is so much wrong with your argument, and this car is so right, good well, and so faithful. The, fir the first thing I want to say is people are saying that the concept looked better. It does not. One, it's not true. It does not look better. And also the concept two, car looks two, like an LMP car. Two, it looks remarkably close to the concept. They're it does. complaining about <laughs> the, the smallest difference in the front bumper and, an, and not having an active spoiler. And if that's like... Okay, it's like your your issue the with this car doesn't matter. The proportions matter. are way better on the actual car. Th this looks way better. And every one of those vents I found out 
every single one of those that are blocked off yeah. are blocked off for fuel economy reasons. But it's you unbolt mm. it from the backside and sure. it opens up because they wanted they don't uh, Toyota wanted to make this into a race car. Yeah. They didn't want to have to spend a ton of money redesigning the chassis from the ground up. So they did kind of like what a car company does with like a wiring harness. You have one wiring harness, yeah. and then you just you you plug the thing into the wiring harness. Mm-hmm. This one, you just take the, bo- the block off plates. Yeah, it's like when Subaru brought us the Outback Sports back in the early 90s, those Impreza Outbacks. They had the hood scoops that didn't do anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a block off plate. It was two 10-millimeter bolts, and it was done. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is the same thing. So, honey, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like, Subaru released a concept at the uh, one of the auto shows, and it was gorgeous. It looked just like something I'd created on Forza Horizon. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the BRZ um, STI thing. That yeah, they did. yeah, and uh, it was gorgeous, and I was like, I really hope this goes into production, and it didn't. And it made me sad because it was gorgeous, and what they ended up putting out was just completely different yeah they and that, that's that's kind of the difference and that's how it happens most of the time exactly. the concept is like oh, this looked so good and you ruined it but, but this is but like, this is like you took a concept and you put rules yeah. from the world this, into it this is the exact opposite of the fourth generation eclipse yep. when you saw the concept of the fourth generation eclipse in 2005 is the coolest thing you've ever seen mm-hmm. when you saw it in real life it sucked top to bottom sucked it's your fault daniel balto <laughs> I am not going to blame Dan. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dan. Yeah, Dan's birthday was uh, on uh, yeah, Friday. I missed it. I'm so, not one of those people that sees it a day late and then says happy belated birthday. I skip it until next year. Now, this is the thing. People are complaining about, oh, it's loads, this, it's that. and they. You go over your complaints and your explanations. Can you scroll down to what the specs are here? Yes. Um, now, oh, yes, you have to scroll up to the specs. Either way. You love it. Right yeah, there. Yeah. All right. So... People are saying, oh, it's slow, it does this and that wrong, and it, it's a half a second uh, faster. It's a full second faster. No, it's They're misstating the original Supra. 0 to 60 times. It yeah. was 5.1 to 60 for a Mark IV Supra. They're saying 4.647. That's not the case. Yeah, but all right, so this is the thing. It's it, even what at stated speed, it's still a half second faster. 4.1 seconds to oh. 60. That oh. is ridiculously okay, fast. Okay, so anyway, let's just get off of that and then just go with like what they've stated that's what i mean that's what it is so what they're saying is it's a half second faster zero to 60 which might as well be a mile now the other thing is uh the nissan gtr yes does three point it, th- that does a 3.9 seconds zero to 60 when that's all wheel drive and that was that's some, i should say without launch control okay because it, we shouldn't even consider launch control because the launch control voids the warranty on the GTR. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, true. So it, it voids the warranty, so you can't use it if you want to like warranty your car. So realistically, the Supra is about the same speed as a GTR. It, it is within two tenths of a second. Driving through two wheels. Um, yeah, driving through two wheels. It's lighter than the Mark IV, which is that continues on the thing where it's got more specs, more everything. And still manages to be lighter. I love that. That I think a lot of people really overlooked that, but that was the big thing about the Mark IV. Is somehow they made the Mark IV miles better. It was about as well equipped as like a LS four hundred was. Right. But it weighed less than the Mark III. So this is really cool. While every other car in the world, the the R thirty five GTR weighs about as much as eight R thirty twos. London Tower Block. <laughs> but um. 
this one actually weighs less than the car it's replacing. Mm-hmm. It which is, is shocking because it's not like light, light. No, and it's automatic. Like which, for now, yeah. Which I think that they'll probably change. Um, I, I trust they will. Akio Toyota also is uh, very much so a car enthusiast, and I might read a quote from him uh, regarding the uh, Supra. Uh, I actually have it all here on the laptop. He said, SUVs are nice, but at the end of the day, is there anything better than a tight rear-wheel drive sports car? In fact, between you and me, I hope this isn't the only sports car you see from to- with a Toyota badge in the future. Is that something? Uh, are we going to get the Century GRMN? Hopefully. But, oh, that's um, so cool. No, th- this is a lot. Everybody's shitting on in this car. I don't get it. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Everybody with a bad credit score. Yeah. Or and uh, driving an engineless S13. Yeah, or that like that just like just cocksucks off Porsche all day long. They're talking shit about this car. Every everybody actually like wants a sports car loves this. And I yeah, everybody that is talking shit probably just needs to drive the car because these are the same people that talk shit about the BRZ, which was a great car. And it was never designed. The BRZ, I, I call it the BRZ because it's the only name that's been. Yeah, consistent. the Toyoburu BRGT86Z. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Well, that car has was never designed to be a flat-out car. No, it's designed to have fun. Yeah, that's supposed to be a competitor to me. Driving in real life situations. This one is supposed to be a flat-out. Well, it's not just a flat-out car. But it's supposed to be a sports car. It's good at everything. It's also legitimately designed from the ground up to be a tuner platform. Yeah, exactly. Now the only gripe i do have where i can get people i i can kind of see where coming people are coming from is, it is right the, here n- there's that but i it's more the whole bmw thing which i personally am i don't really care about i do not understand why people are complaining about this car being made of much more expensive better components well all right so this is this is the thing the the beam the whole bmw thing is because the supra is a lot of people see it kind of the way the GTR is, where it's like a very Japanese car. It'd be the equivalent of seeing maybe not a Corvette, but say like a Viper use a VAG V10. So it's like a Mustang getting a Hyundai V6. No, it'd be it'd be like it'd be like a the Viper the new Viper coming out, and it's got a like a VAG v, uh, V10 instead of okay. a Dodge V10. Sure. Where I can get where some sort of nationalist weird stuff was going on there but the thing at the end of the day is it's a proven engine it is the right answer yeah it's a good engine it's just a properly good car and yeah i'm honestly i think the most important thing a lot of people are overlooking is it's an inline six yeah it's not a v6 it's what supras have always been this is the way it should be the GTR, I have more of an issue with the GTR. Because it's GTR, a V6. It, not only that, the GTR breaks a lot of the rules of what Godzilla is supposed to be. Um, it, That's true. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the GTR it's has heavy, always it's been... Automatic. It's always been the V6. biggest, baddest, best Japanese car you can get. It's a good yardstick, the GTR. Yeah, but it's supposed to be the biggest, baddest, best. Right. Which is true. It is. It but was it, when it was released. Now it's very well, aged. still within Japanese cars. It's still the best Japanese car. They... Well, I mean, as far as performance I goes. I guess I'm in a unique position. I should say, I should say, as far as performance goes. Well, outright n- track numbers, performance, sure. N- numbers, outright track performance. That's what I mean. GTRs suck to drive. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, I wouldn't know because I've never actually driven one. But like, as they're far as very th- fast. They're really good around the track. But they're super consumable heavy. They're really thirsty. They're not that reliable. 
No, it's it, it doesn't one. excite me. So this does because they took the only well one of two now. Thank you, Mercedes. Yeah. Production inline six engines. Yes. The the form factor that inline the Subaru, six gasoline engines. We yeah. Should say. Well, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but the, <clears throat> the the complaints I've been hearing a lot of that. I go the BMW underneath the B fifty eight. Like, dude, do you not understand the B fifty eight is an evolution of the N fifty five, which is based on the N fifty four but improved. N54s, they still haven't broken them yet yeah. because they're limited by the direct injection. They're making 800 horsepower on stock engines. It's the new 2JZ. No, I, it, yeah, and that, that's the thing is like, that's people say, well, they're going to make a 3JZ. Well, Toyota's not going to make. They're not going to make an iron block engine in 2019. Well, n- not just that. Toyota's not going to make that engine just for this one specific car. God and no. if they did, it was it's going to suck. Fire. Because you're never going to be able to get any parts for it. And it's going to be DI. It's going to be emissions. It's going to have the same issues. Because yeah. let alone, okay, when the 2J was being made, BMW is making M50s and M52s. Those engines can take the same amount of power that 2Js can. Yes. And just nobody talks about them. This is just a modern equivalent of what Toyota would have made for this car had they made the engine themselves. Well, the thing is, with the 2JZ, the beauty of the 2JZ is that that car has also aftermarket support because not only was it in the Supra, it was in a million other applications. The 2JZ was Toyota's small block Chevy in the in the 90s. Right, it was used in a bunch of different cars and this so they is, could amortize that. This is BMW's small block Chevy. It is. It's, their, their straight six is their bread and butter. This yeah. thing has been now refined and tuned and fixed for 12 years. Now, if they, I would say if Toyota... Ended up making more applications to the straight six. Maybe yeah. put okay. that into this car. Sure. Yeah, I get but it. But it's one of those things like, I would say this is, I would like this to be more like a 7M sort of thing. Where it is for this specific generation before Toyota gets like, before, while and Toyota. And that might be. That would be really, really cool. Well. Like, that'd be, if this sells really well and Toyota mm-hmm. actually takes time to actually design their own straight six, that'd be mm-hmm. really cool. And they start putting their straight six into other things. But they won't. Yeah, and that, that's just not entirely realistic. Due the, to crash standards, honestly. Well, the other thing is, you know what we should be lucky for? Mm. Is that this isn't hybrid four-wheel drive. They're, the only part of this car that I don't like is the eight-speed auto, and it will get fixed. And if they don't fix it, I can. Yeah. Because this engine was sold with a six-speed in BMWs already. Yeah, that's so exactly it's it. It's got four-piston Brembo brakes. It's not very heavy. It's cheap. Yeah, fifty I, grand. I think the the other worry a lot of people have is maintenance, because when you hear about German cars, maintenance is more expensive. They picked the only combination of BMW parts that is not maintenance intensive. Yeah, that well, that's the thing is, be, a lot of people. I think a lot of the complaints of this car are coming from ignorance. This is the perfect car for Motor Cult because it crosses both of our yeah, worlds. Yeah, exactly. Together. That's that, I actually twenty nineteen Motor Cult day, car yeah. of the world. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> no, a, a lot of the misconceptions about this car come from ignorance. They do. And, and it will continue to until reviews start to drop, and they're like, this is fabulous. Yeah, this car Like, why is it a detuned version of the Z4 engine? I'm like, literally, it's a flash, and it was done on purpose. Flash it. These yeah. things with a flash and an intake do 470 to the tire. Yeah, well, not only that, like, when you come out with that car with 365 horsepower, that 325. flat... 335, 335 yeah. Neither uh, I'm, I'm, right. Yeah. When I um, when these cars come out 335, you're going to have, like, the ability for Toyota to come out in 2020 and say, mm-hmm. hey, here's the Toyota Supra RZ. RZ. Here's the manual transmission. Oh, by the way, 
We also reflashed the engine computer and come up with some other nonsense that they did differently. Toyota's smart, though, because they're going to develop their own service book for this car. Yeah. And it's going to be way more rigorous than BMW's. And it's oh, yeah. stressed a lot less than the BMW. It's going to be super This reliable. is going to last Toyota amounts of time. Yeah. Well, it's really clever. Plus, when you program an engine that can make 470 horsepower and stock turbo and everything to run 335, that power delivery is a wall. Yeah. It's a flat wall of power. So I guarantee this thing's going to punch way above its numbers. Can we also talk about uh, what's the curb weight of a BRZ? It's just under 3,000. It's 29 something, I think. So this FRSs are lighter than BRZs. So this weighs about as much as a BRZ. No, this is quite a bit heavier than BRZ. It's like 400 pounds heavier. Well, that's not that much, though. That's like one Corey, but I mean, still. <laughs> 2,800 pounds. So for that's that, oh, that's actually pretty good. That's for the eight six. That's for the eight six. It's still same thing. Whatever. It's it's close, but the BRZ it's weighs a, more. It's a leather interior and a in a better stereo. That's a, lot, a difference. And more sound deadening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as I said, it's leather interior. Like that's different. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it's some minor differences. The Supra is. We'll call it 2,900 to make people well, it happy. It says the 2019 BRZ is 2,700. Yeah. To okay, fine, 2,840. Yeah, and this so is 30, 3,400, essentially. You know, this weighs less than a 370Z. Mm-hmm. Oh, way less. Yeah, way 370Z less. is 3,500 pounds. The GTBRFZ86 it weighs, is a really great car. It also weighs less than the WRX as well. If that didn't have a garbage flat four engine in it, which is actually a pretty good flat four. It, it's a really good engine, actually. I like that a lot. The FA is a good engine. One of those with the supercharger is a damn good car. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, I'd see I just think it's a good car, period. I it mean does. I I've driven but like I've it, driven FRS's more than Kind of putting it in my own terms, I guess. Like, if I was going to actually look legitimately at buying one of those, which I honestly could because they're 12 grand for a decent one now. They're really good. You find one that's already been supercharged and then put the equal length headers on it so it sounds like a regular engine. It has equal length. Unequal then. Whatever makes it sound like a regular car. No, it always sounds like a normal car. Doesn't, though. Yes, it does. No. I've watched all the factory reviews of that thing. They all sound like a garbage Subaru. I don't want that. One might be a little bit shorter than the other, but they I've, should be. It even. needs a set of headers to sound like a regular four-cylinder. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so Supra. Uh, <laughs> the then the thing is, the car also, if you know, if you adjust for inflation, it's about it's actually it's way cheaper because the old one would have been eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, and this, this one's one, fifty. This one's. Honestly, the most affordable Supra ever. And honestly, you look at what a $50,000 budget buys you in the real world these days. Oh, yeah. It's no. nothing. It's like yeah. a base 3 Series with like a heated seat. And like a really specced out Camry. I'm like, look at the Z4 equivalent of what that performance would cost you. Yeah. This like, is Dude, that, that car's a bargain. Yeah, this is a, a really, really good car. Value for money. So basically, the rest of the world's wrong. We're <laughs> right, and this car's amazing. Well, it's not the rest of the world. You have to understand. It's, it's really not. It's a bunch of people. The weebs. The weebs are all It's wrong. a bunch of people with really crappy credit scores that drive really shitty E36s. Like, that's who... I hope you locked him out. Yeah, can you just hit that lock button real quick? I still don't know how you locked yourself out there. Um, but, <laughs> no, it, it's the, the, it's a bunch of people like really shitty E36s and terrible crowd scores living in their mom's basement crying because the Seriously, cars... None of the people that are levying the complaints against this car are people that can afford to or would otherwise buy one of these vehicles. It's the same sort of people that say, 
the world needs more brown diesel rear-wheel drive manual wagons and then have no intentions of actually buying that car. I'm part of the problem. Well, that's the thing is when I make a complaint like about a car, I come from a place where would I actually buy this car? What, why would I buy it? That's why I'm like such a fan of like... But the thing is, the people that are actually going to buy this are people that are probably in their 40s. Yeah. That like sports cars, but they're like, well, I'm just starting my life, starting to like get a little more open now, so I can maybe have some fun. These people can't afford to buy that. They're gonna buy it in an auto. They're gonna buy the six cylinder. So this one, it's gonna be great for yeah. them. Like they're gonna love this thing. Yeah, this is a car that's. Those are people back. that are never gonna go drive a BMW. So like, this for is... them, it's gonna have great steering feel. It's gonna be all this and that good. Well, I think the other thing about this um, is the fact that. It, it, not only is it for people that won't buy the BMW, this is going to expand the sports car palette. For sure. Uh, because be people hear a Toyota and they think of Camry. That's the thing. Go to a Toyota dealer. What do you look at that's interesting? Like right now, uh, the, the FRS, that's it. The like, FRS the and like uh, I guess they a call it. Forerunner TRD Pro. And that's about it. And maybe... Like, do they make the Camry Coupe still or no? No, they did that. Fine, the four-door Camry was, with the V6. Land Cruiser? They don't oh, yeah. have those in the yeah, showroom. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, I suppose they actually sell a ton of them because Minnetonka. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Okay, fine. Right, fine, fine. So Toyota does Okay, cool. fine. They, ha- they have good product. They've always had good product. Yaris. But this is interesting. <laughs> this is actually interesting. Yeah, this is this is a car that's indisputably interesting. And I find it even more interesting because I'm going to be manual swapping these things. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm a really big fan of it. I think the other thing we should also talk about with this... Um, is that I lost my train of thought. So. <laughs> Perfect. The Supra is good. That's all we're going to talk about yes. on that. Until you remember what it is, then we'll violently jerk back to yeah, whatever and, you're And then we'll go back to uh, whatever you're talking about with Speaking BMW. of manual swaps on Toyotas yes. that are BMWs, BMW actually announced, well, actually we talked about this last year, but they're going to be bringing the manual in the M3 when it comes out. So right. we talked about them ditching it in the non-M3 series. Which I'm they still... They confirmed it's still dumb. Still dumb that they did that. But the M3, they confirmed, would have it. However, I had a strong suspicion that they would be bringing it with the MX drive, which is the deactivatable all-wheel drive. Okay. So it's an all-wheel drive system where you can literally just go into the iDrive or whatever, hit your M button, and it shuts off the front. Completely deactivated. Yeah, but don't you, don't you still have that parasitic loss? You still do, absolutely. It's, but I it guess helps, it's better than it helps a lot. Mode. So, okay, it's, it's roughly equivalent to the parasitic loss of, like, the real-time Honda all-wheel drive systems or something like that. However, they just announced that they are working on a version that is just rear-wheel drive. Good. Oh. So none of that parasitic loss of the front garbage. And I think I've got a link here somewhere. Let me swap over to this. Just so you, you do. Yes. see our notes. And I'll go right on down. Not that this. we have anything to hide. They just no, we don't have, like, Chopo in there or anything. But All right. they, they look awful. It, it is really just not so, aesthetically pleasing. That is not a GAD. Anyway, so there's that. The uh, the GAD M3, I think, is still going to use a tuned version of the S55 engine that you currently find in the M3, M4, and M2 competition, which is a really, really good engine. Um, it's kind of a, a back-to-the-future tangent away from the N55 that both the Supra Z4 engine and the 3 Series regular engine and the M engine went because this one still has a mechanical water pump and things like that where they don't care as much about efficiency. But they're still largely based on the same deck height, the same bore spacing, still an aluminum block, which is really strong. Are those water pumps really problematic on those, those electric ones? People make it sound like it is, but as long as you understand their expected life and you replace it, no. 
Okay. They are very reliably good for 45,000 miles on the turbo cars, 80,000 on the normally aspirated cars. It's and people... it doesn't have a jack shaft that goes off to the, the timing chain. No, so it's not like an R8 V10, which is great. Yeah, or uh, the 2OT, where the jack shaft is plastic TSI. and melts. Yeah. No, it's not like that. The water pumps are actually very, very... Uh, there's a stupid ad. Ah. So, no, the water pumps are actually very, very reliable. No, thanks. I do prefer old, old classics. Old classics are better. Oh, my God. They say that like that it's website. a Whoever this is, uh, Road and Track, go... I'm going to use my one F-bomb. Go fuck yourself. Okay, that's God. Fine. Ugh. But anyway. Oh! Great oh! Engine, great car. Look at their number three story right there. Why Toyota sticking with sedans? Perfect. All right, Toyota, all you are really. <laughs> just we want to give you a pat on the cylinders. back. Yeah, Akio Toyota is my hero. Can he be the your new benevolent? Sorry, benevolent overlord. Yes, he is. Okay, he's our actually benevolent overlord. No, no, no. I'm still on Bob Lutz. I'm still on Bob Lutz. Anyway, I'm just saying. So, um, <laughs> yes, that. That, that's very cool that they're doing a manual and they're making it not all-wheel drive. They're making it what it should be, which is just a good driver's car. Which is rear-wheel drive, four doors, yes. and a manual. Or with optional two-door. Uh, Those the, are worse, though. The, that's going to be the M4. The thing is, the M3 was not designed for grandma. Don't give her all-wheel drive. Make the car drive well. Exactly. Don't make it a car for some bro with his vape pen like to go drive uh, well, this is a car that is meant to make you a better driver not make you feel better like that's what the it's M3 designed to is. make you enjoy driving anyway yeah, exactly you're not supposed to you're not it's not supposed to make you it's not supposed to be like an ego trip or anything it's just yeah right. enjoy driving um i uh i'm excited for that you, car you buy an m3 for the same reason you buy the manual mazda 5 Correct. To enjoy driving. You buy that because you could get the automatic one. You could get the normal one. You get the manual one. Because you don't wear your baseball hat sideways? Yes. And you get the manual one because you like going on clover leaves and being in the right, cor- in right, in the right gear. Um, right. Anyway. You don't have to wait for the downshifts. I <laughs> want to say some actually surprisingly bad news for the first time. What? Uh, you know, Honda's making that really cute urban EV. That yeah, that little like, hatchback that looks like the old Civic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, apparently, they're not bringing it to America. <gasps> oh, no. What? Why are they not bringing it to America? Boo. Yeah, there's a collective boo. Nobody's not bringing the ID either. What the? What? Uh, what? Ow! Ow. <laughs> they're not bringing the ID? Oh, my God. <laughs> my ears. They're not bringing the Volkswagen. They're not bringing the hatchback uh. Golf EV. Oh, oh. I think oh. I think you meant the ID Buzz. <laughs> Oh, okay. How many people go on Twitch while, on their, while in their cars? I'm going to have to put caution headphone users on this <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe dip that down the, the game. Oh, I'm not doing it. any editing. That's going to just, that's going to happen. Oh, the e-golf. Yeah, I don't care about that. Please don't scream again. Anyway, so um, the ID platform is coming here, but for the Buzz, not for the actual hatchback or the Cross. sedan. I'm not or too the Cross care. Or the I'm not. I don't care about those. All I care about is the bus. Buzz. Buzz. The school bus. Yeah, the school, school bus. School bus. Stella would be like in grade school. There you go. That's terrifying. Yeah, anyway, then again, I guess Sadie's so, ten. So uh, Honda's urban EV. It's on the um, screen now. Yes, it's just finally on the screen. Car is so cute. I wish I was coming to. Are America. they bringing the sports car one? Nope. What? The? None of them. None of them are coming to America. 
which is very frustrating. I know! This, I did it again. I know. Isn't that frustrating? I'm livid. Yeah, it's really dumb. Like, Honda's making just as many... Why would they show us all of this stuff? Like, oh, look, this is pretty it's cool. It's, it's Honda. You know what they're going to do? They're going to give it to us in, like, 20 years and nobody cares anymore like they did with the Civic Type R. And when they give it to us, it's going to be really ugly and it's going to look like a Civic Type R. And... I'd like to plug the Sony MDR V6. Very durable headphones if you throw them on the ground. Yeah, you throw them on the ground and you max out like all the gain on them and they're still Yeah, they convey great. your <laughs> terrible voice into my head really, really well. But, um, yeah, no, these, uh, these are, yeah, they're really, they're really great cars. I'm really frustrated they're not coming. Because it's like, it's not like the Fiat 500 and the Mercedes B series have been selling poorly where they're sold. They're kind right. of selling like hotcakes. And, and granted, I mean, fuel is free here right now, well, so here, small cars aren't, smell, well, aren't oh, selling yeah. like, really well. I got well. gas for $2.01. I paid one eighty nine nine for regular when I filled up the FJ. Oh so my God. this is this good, is my thing, though. Good on you. Tesla's big issue with the Model 3 and why they can't move enough units is they can't make a cheap enough Model 3. Mm-hmm. When the Civic came to America... Where, is, where are they going to make this? Well, one second. Okay. When the Civic came to America back in the 70s... They brought that to America because there wasn't a really good cheap car. And okay. that's what the Civic was. Okay. And you know what the American needs right now is a really cheap EV car that's good. Like that. And they're not giving it to us because Honda still has their head in their ass like they did 10 years ago. Honda's been on, like, on this like... If this su- was a Toyota? It'd be here. That looked like a 1970s Corolla and it was an EV now? That here. would be here by now. We could buy it at the dealerships. Not, not only that, they would also give it names named after its nicknames. So they wouldn't call it the Corolla. They'd call it the Peanut and the Mango. Depending I'd be on, fine with that. Yeah, the Toyota Mango? Yeah. Buy the, the shit out of it. By the way, those are, those are the nicknames for the two different body styles of second-generation Corolla, the Peanut and the Mango. There's a lot of the world that I don't want in my head, and you are most of it. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. Sounds good. I like Mangoes a little bit more than Peanuts. Uh, but anyway, I, this is just really dumb. I... This this like kind of like went by today with like the announcement of the Supra, so like it kind of went under the radar. But I think everybody should be really mad about this because everybody says, "I want an EV, I want a good car, I want like a, I want a cool EV, I want something that's fun to drive." This is a so, fun to drive, cool EV. So why are they making this then if we're not getting it? They're making it for Japan and Europe. Are there any South electric America. car markets there? Yeah. Really? Electric? Yeah. Europe. Where, where is it going to be made? I believe Japan, probably. Really. I know. Because, like, almost all the hybrid Hondas are made here in the States. I know. Well, those are Where all that... their battery manufacturing is. I know. So I'm what? guessing this will probably be made here and shipped elsewhere then. That, if they did that, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but it could happen. I don't think that that's exactly what's going to happen. I think they're probably going to do something like either they're going to have, like, a plant like in Japan or it's something. It's actually an interesting point. Honda has been fighting to not make battery electric vehicles. Yeah. And they've, been hiding, they've been fighting for hydrogen, specifically in this market. So if it's not for compliance for this country, for this market, why is it even being made? Yeah. It's really, really dumb. And I think... I feel like something shit fan happened recently. Yeah, probably. Because yeah, like, like, I, I guarantee that we were supposed to get that and now we're not. Well, I think what's frustrating is that that was originally a concept car. That's for PR. Yeah. And I think that, you know, probably for Europe as well is what it's made for. I honestly think it's just 
so Honda could get some attention at an auto show. It's really dumb. Yeah, it's I, really, I don't. Really dumb. I don't think they had any intention of doing anything with that. Thing. But it, it's coming to other markets, right? But I think that's ours. just like, oh, I may as well. I should make it and give it to these low-producing markets. It's so stupid. I, Why did you even bring this up? I'm well, sad th- now. The thing is, uh, it, I want to juxtapose Toyota versus Honda because for the longest time, I was the biggest Honda Let's fan. Let's not do that though, because Toyota doesn't make a battery electric vehicle. Well, no, they don't. But the thing is, is I'm looking at the actual ethos of the company. Toyota is sitting here trying really hard to give every, give people what they want. Like they are yeah, doing. Okay. They yes. are doing everything in their power. Meanwhile, Honda is still on what Toyota was doing ten years ago. Where they were like, we're gonna say what the market, we're gonna go with what the market, you know, says. No, they're numbers. gonna make what they want, and the market will buy what we make. And the thing is with Toyota is Toyota's, you know, Akio Toyota is a car enthusiast first and foremost. When he made the first Corolla, when he became like when he went like took leadership over Toyota, the yeah. first thing he did what was, was that? have uh, not this generation. I think it was the last generation, but it was mostly complete. Like with all the chassis design, this current so like 2012. Um, I think it's like 2013 or something. Interestingly enough, Toyota made the first long-range non-Tesla plug-in electric vehicle, the Rav4 EV. Really? Huh. I did not know that. Forty-one, but... forty-two kilowatt hours. Oh wow! So Toyota is an EV company. And they push EVs, and they give us things we want. Yeah, exactly. Before we know we want them. And Honda makes what we want and doesn't give them to us. Yeah, well, this is the thing is, Toyota... Give me uh, that. Yeah, no, so, like, Akio Toyota, like, he's he's a car enthusiast. He knows, he, he understands that we're not just, like, saying Mr. Toyota. things. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Toyota. Um, I love that name. And uh, so he actually, like, when he made the the current generation Corolla and the general and the min mile update of the generation before it. Yeah. He had the engineers drive his personal E 70 Corolla sedan. Okay. His 79 Corolla. So they could understand what a proper Corolla is supposed to be like. Rear and then drive. go from there. Well, rear wheel drive, but it's more, it's more the, the driving style where the okay. cars, the cars minimalist, but not so minimalist. That's like a neon where it just sucks where the car is actually good quality, but gives you a good driving experience. I understand and completely agree with what you're saying, but we are kind of talking EVs with this topic. But well, the, it, now this is the thing with Honda though, Honda historically going back decades. Yeah. They have always seen these massive pushes for what they, with these ma- massive like market pushes for like, what people want, and they just say, you don't really want that. Like the Civic Type R, you don't really want the Civic Type R. Oh, yeah, of course I don't. And then after Why would 25 I just ask years, you for it? After like 20, no, not 25, but after 20 years of asking for a Civic Type R, they give it to us, and by the time when we When it's too late? It, it, now it's an Accord, and now it's like fat and bloated, and like now people actually don't want it. And they use that for justification, saying, see, we shouldn't still have listened a good to car, them. But, yeah. but I mean, still, I it's, know, I know a really good... Um, what another scenario yeah comparison comparison of this it's like that ev that i think ford made but took back the one oh no no oh no the ev1 that gm made the gm ev1 yeah Yeah. it's like that's that's basically what honda is doing right now pretty much gm didn't want to make an ev they made it for compliance reasons bob lutz and then they 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 (laughs) they crushed them all except for one bob lutz i bet that's what's gonna happen here the He Least. didn't give it to them. Least. Yeah, no, actually, Danny DeVito, I think, still has his. 
EV1. You couldn't buy one, even if you're famous. Uh, no, I, I think I, I think he, he, he might have retained I, I, I think his he re- and just he re- dealt re- with the legal. I, yeah, I, I think he refused to give it back. There's I would have loved to have seen that. About it. Yeah, he, it's so great. You can't have my EV1. <laughs> no, mom, I'm all covered in butter. You're not gonna get the keys out of my hands. <laughs> God, I really hope he covered himself just in butter. Covered himself in butter, whitey tighties, glasses, nothing else. No, runs across sanitizer. the parking lot. <laughs> hand, hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Well, yeah, if we're talking about ASIP for sure. But. Um, yeah, so it, it's just how to historically, but the thing is, will it make you feel better if I tell you that it won't actually look like that when it comes to production? Yes. What does the production look like? Well, it's got tiny wheels and it doesn't have the camera mirrors. It looks good, but I mean, it looks like. I prefer it without the camera mirrors and no. I prefer it with tiny wheels. Okay. Just picture you like, you take like a blurry photograph of that and you wrap it over a first gen XB with a chopped roof. That's kind of uh, what I, it looks I'm like. Kind of for okay, real. Kind it, of. it still looks good, but, but it's. In, Imagine how the weebs are seeing the super concept versus the super reality. Oh, yeah. Same type of I'm, thing. Yeah, that's it's also not going to have 24-inch rims on it. I don't want 24-inch wheels. I know you wheels don't. Wheels can like, take a hike. But, um, no, also anyway, probably not so, going to be so like ba- Back on my whole thing. Hana for years has been like, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Toyota went through that, and they decided, you know what? We're pissing off our core. So and they made now, the Prius Prime. It, we want to get back to like our market and like, what people, like you know, actually retaining customers. Weird. Yeah. Whereas Things Honda, like the BRZ. Honda hasn't evolved that far. There's still Honda's still in the dark ages. It's like you have you have like a fully Renaissance Italy here, and then like Honda, the Holy Roman Empire, can't get their heads out of their asses, and they're still dealing with feudalism. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, okay. that's my rant. About okay, Honda. fine. Um, I want that even in its pedestrian guys. Yes. Versus a Fiat 500e or like another lower range. I would EV. take that over a Fiat 500e. I don't know if I would. It really kind of depends on its range and cost and all that, to but a, it looks really cute. To a Japanese car enthusiast, I will take that over a Fiat 500e any day. Fine, that's fine that okay. we have differing opinions. I'm not even mad. That that that's the way it's supposed to be. Cause yeah, it is. That, that's why. Uh, <clears throat> keeping on EV topics, since this is basically an EV podcast no, a lot of weeks. No, says, no, it's not. <clears throat> I'm fighting it. So Tesla. Tesla. You know that company that we've been talking about a whole bunch? They're yeah, selling all those cars, different. and they're finally trying to catch up on demand here. Is this the uh, internal combustion engine they made? <laughs> uh, well, they, they are combusting their internals, so to speak, by firing a shit ton of people. <laughs> <laughs> so they're cutting 3,000 jobs. Hopefully Piss Jugs is one of them. Um, oh, yeah. funny. This is actually part of the thing I was talking about with uh, the Honda, how Tesla can't make enough Model 3s. This is actually related, I think, a lot to people kind of being frustrated with that, but also the tax credit got halved. So, like, the amount of orders coming in now after the 2019 cutoff, yeah. even with the price reduction, they're they're trickling compared to the, so the flood that they've been since inception. So the NPR actually talked about this, too. Okay. Um, they're interviewing me on Monday, actually. Really? Yeah. M- NPR? Yeah. Um, they asked me to come downtown to talk about EVs and solar. Oh, oh, that's really fun. cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I forgot. Yeah. When, when are you going to be on? What uh, show? Three. I don't know. Oh, wait. Three o'clock? That's all things considered. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going live like when I'm actually in there, but they're, oh. they're recording and asking. I don't know. I don't know. That's well, so exciting. Jane, Jane Solinger? Solinger? I don't know. I think it's their climate cast. I'm not really sure, though. I always... You ran climate cast? I listened to that on my way home from work. I don't know. We'll find out on Monday. That's really cool. <laughs> she reached out to me, so I'm like, sure. I people that you have a Fiat 500, and it's charged with wind and solar, and they're like, he went that far? Yeah. And can, I'm like, Just course. for funsies. I'm not actually like an eco-hippie or anything. I know. That's can, what you, I say. Can you mention that you also own, like, 
I'm going to feel it out, but like in my email to her originally, I'm like, I bought an EV, but for like different reasons, mainly just to offset like the enormous amount of 10 MPG premium fuel supercars that I own. I really want, I really want you to mention uh, your like your ridiculous M3 or the right. uh, or Blumsky. <laughs> Mercedes. Yeah, I, I think you should talk about Blumsky. What else is in your garage? Well, I've got the 76 Mercedes that's got this really ridiculous V8 in it. And it gets like 3 MPG. Shoots fire. Shoots fire. It doesn't have any catalytic converters, so it's really know. bad for the environment. I've, I've but. got a Ferrari. I've got an engine swapped uh, BMW M3. There's a Lamborghini in my garage. Yeah, you know, I got Jen Jameson's Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I, I never reference that car as a Lamborghini. I reference it as Jen and Jameson's. That's fine. Because that, that's really the, the kind of people that buy bright yellow Lamborghinis. They're gonna know about like, that. Th- probably that's, care. That's gonna. Oh, that's wait, gonna let me be. Lean back so people on Twitch can see it. Yeah. So that's gonna. That's the thing is. They still can't see it. Yeah, they can't see it. That's um, there. But it's it, that, that's the thing is like you have to call the car by its pedigree. Like you yeah. don't you don't say like it's provenance. Yeah, it's provenance. You, you don't just say. Like, <laughs> you oh. got to print out a copy of that Jalopnik article or list the VIN. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the ten-year-old Jalopnik article where it's like one photo this big and like a bunch, bunch of, of text. Words. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, back to Tesla. Um, poor orders, poor sales. So all right. Well, the thing is, because it costs more than the average car. Yeah. Um, now, their profit margins are still really thin. So that's why they're cutting a bunch of people. But they're also they plan on making more Model Threes. They do, but I mean they're also like right on the verge. Like people aren't buying S's and X's right now because they're just about to up the batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so they're they're not the buying thing. the current ones, so the sales are way down. And that company does not have a lot of headroom. Yeah. No. To you they know cover their overhead. Zero. So no. So the, and, the, and well that's they have Elon Musk's pockets. That's all. Which are infinitely deep. Uh, the bottom of his pocket is somewhere in the middle of the mantle of the earth. So, oh yeah, uh, well, <laughs> liquid hot magma. So, but the the thing is with um, with a Honda is that Honda. How would, are you relating back it, to Honda again? That would fit in. Well, no, the issue with the Tesla is that the Model Three is just a little too much for what the average consumer is. The Honda would fit in right below that. But it, I mean, kinda. But I mean, the Honda urban ev or whatever it's still kind of the bmw i3 fiat 500 category it's still the low range ev yeah and it, but it says honda on it and people are right r- but it, it's a really niche product but the thing is it, when you hear bmw and fiat your average consumer gets scared right but they don't they, with a nissan and that doesn't or, sell particularly well either well it's also say a foot and depreciates like hell yeah but <laughs> this will also depreciate like hell but it, does, it, it but it doesn't look like a foot you have the curb appeal. Like, you haven't seen the production one. It might look like a foot. But anyway, I, it, back, back to the Model 3. They're, 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 they're cutting people. Yep. So I, I, I think that they just need to lower but the price. My question bit. to you is, do you think this will be falling action? Do you think they've hit their climax? Or do no. you think this is going to be a little divot and then they're no, back up? absolutely not. They, they're, they're on the way back up. Okay. I, have, I have full faith in Tesla. I've said once I'm saying I'm in full faith in Tesla, actually. It's Being interesting watching... I can't remember who did it. I think it was like 60 Minutes or something, but they interviewed Musk in 2008 and they interviewed him in 2018. Mm. And they like cut portions of the interview and they asked him the same questions. Like, do you think Tesla's going to make it in 2008? Like, honestly, probably not. But it will force others to innovate. Yeah. And in 2018, he's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's the thing. I I think they've gotten through the worst part. Honestly, if they've gotten this far, I I do think they have passed the point where... I, it's going to be hard, but as long as they keep going up the way they are, I think they will. I still want one. Yeah. Well, the, all right. This is where I'm going to go pre-war for a second. 
Are but, we can talk about the Detroit Electric. No, I'm going to talk about a lot of because that was an era <laughs> where you had a ton of car startups. Right. Oh God, yeah. The so, number of auto manufacturers. Hopmobile, <laughs> Duesenberg, Voisin, um, all these. There you go. Um, all of these different manufacturers. Put that over here, so I can reach it. They all they all got to this point where <laughs> kind of where Tesla was with the Model S. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where you like, oh yeah, it's selling pretty well in the first you're, three years. You're se- you have your super expensive car that's mm-hmm. selling really well in the first few years. Mm-hmm. You're in a terrible economic time, and now nobody's buying it because things have gotten worse. Weird. Now the thing is, when I'm gonna go with Duesenberg because that's what I know the most about. When they tried to make a slightly cheaper version of my car, yeah. it all went to hell, and they went out of business mm-hmm. like immediately. It was too little, too late. But that's the opposite of Tesla because they are failing right now because they can't deliver on the original promise of the Model Three for thirty-five grand. But that's the thing is they still have that buzz around them. I know, but it's the positive. buzz is starting to extinguish. They need to back it up soon. I think that they're. I, I think that they're at a point where they're going to be able to. They're going to come out with something. It's going to make it, and it's going to be awesome. I think you're right. But they do have to change what they're doing. Oh, yeah. More than the $2,000 price cut Model Y. No, I think they, they need to get a car that's $35,000. You know what they need? They need a crossover for forty grand. They honestly oh, do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I they hate do. to say that, but like, really that's going to flood the market with Teslas. Yep. That's going to... That's the gonna... Model Y. As much as I hate to say that, if Tesla really wants... And that's honestly probably why they're having production issues with the Model 3. Because they're probably secretly working on this Model Y thing. And it's taking that's a ton a t- of their that's resources. That's a total Elon Musk thing to do, too. is just Because he also came out just saying, Hey, I'm going to sell flamethrowers today. Like, oh, the <laughs> normal company? Yeah. The boring company. Boring, sorry. Yeah. But no, like he, that's totally something he would like. That's in his playbook of just like coming out in like left field with something ridiculous. So yeah, he's gonna either do that or um, yeah, I think it's probably be a, it's gonna be a crossover. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Model Y that really sets small, that company going. A small crossover. Um, I just love that they're embracing rear wheel drive. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's huge for me. I, I'm legitimately in the market for a long range EV this year potentially. Yeah. I'm not looking at the front-wheel drive ones. Not seriously. There's no. so many good options, like the Soul EV, the Kona, things like that. Like, way cheaper. Yeah. Better range, better efficiency, much better practicality. But you want the Tesla. But I want the Tesla because it's rear-wheel drive. You know, my thing is, when you buy a... When you're buying something that's going to be kind of like a niche sort of product, like a EV still is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, you're going to... It's kind of like getting a supercar, sort of. Yeah. You, you can you can you're kind get, of an outlier. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you're 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 getting the car that you know is going to be special. That's going to like not you know not only be really good, but it's going to turn heads. And you're like when you say its name, people will be like, "Yeah, this is I, I get it." So I'm eternally a hipster, is what you're saying? Not necessarily, because a hipster would be like, "Oh no, dude, I got the uh, Lada Riva." EV. Oh yeah. They, they made a what? It's like, yeah, no, it, it's got a tugboat. It's great? got an electric tug engine. No, the, and the milk float engine from the Eagle Hammerhead I thrust, That's what I mean, Jeff. yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. that's, that would be it. That would be the hipster version. The range extender. I'm waiting for the range extender. <laughs> but no, you're... Um, no, no. You, you, when, you, when you get something like a Tesla, you get something that's going to be a particular... What was that? I don't know. Anyway, when, when you get something oh. that's... Um, that's like an EV. 
going for the Tesla makes sense because you're getting that name with it. Sure. Because you're already going to be dealing with I mean, ridiculous EV stuff. Other people like it or not, like the Tesla brand has cachet right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, like, it's they, like, it's like, it's, that's the portion. I don't envy the people that are dealing with the marketing and all that kind of stuff because, like, the company has problems, but, like, the fact that this cobbled together incredible mess of a car company is still working as well as it is right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they've passed the point where they're not going to fail. Yeah. But no. I, I'm super duper curious to keep following it and watch and see what they do to make that a reality over the next couple of years. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating. brilliantly named the car after the most beautiful scientist. Now, furthermore, another little Easter egg. If you look at their models, it's the S3XY. Sexy. Oh. <laughs> I didn't catch that. You never caught that? No. Yeah. All their cars. That That's something Elon Musk did from the start. S3XY. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it was it was SX3. Yeah, but when y. you but when you look at it on on a, on the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> like it actually. Well, then that, it would be ES. No, sorry. It would be EYS. No, because you go most expensive to least. X. The X is more expensive than the S. Not with the P100D? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. anyway, the way, the Still, way you I, get it, yeah. I, I, I liked it more before I, I thought I, about no, it. I, I think, <laughs> no, it, on the brochures, though, it's designed. I, okay. I, I think he puts, like, sedans above Can I just crossovers. Say, it's just perfect. Bob Lutz is still, like, on the Motor Cult podcast. He's still, like, my dude. But, like, Elon Musk is way up there because that dude is just, he doesn't care. Like, he, he doesn't. Oh, no. I, my, my, my top three favorite people in the car world are Akio Toyota, yep. Elon Musk, yep. and I'm, um, the third one I might be, like, Busy or Zahoa. Busy, I do love Busy. He I, I sure really, does really make like different he's, fuels he's that really, smell interesting. He's really up there for like one of my favorite people in the car world. I really felt like this turbocharger could yield 4,000 horsepower instead of 258, like Garrett said. Thanks for using my laptop. He's fine. So, uh, okay. I th- I th- I we, actually, no, no, you know what? Uh, Horatio Pagani. He's great too. There are there are so many good car people out there still. I, I'm not really worried about the future of cars at all, but I'm just more curious to be the innocent bystander and watch it happen. Here's a question for you before we skip out of this topic. We know the Model Y is coming. It's pretty much a certainty. Yes. The the Model Three based crossover. Yeah. The little X. What do you think they're gonna make after that? Skip the Roadster. Doesn't count. Or like what form factor of car? Wagon. Honestly, Ooh, I, I think they're going to do some sort of truck. I think no. they're going to Rivian it. But you think a wagon. A wagon. And my reasoning is... Is it because Elon Musk is that cool? Short, yes. Okay. Lo- long, I think Elon Musk's goal here... Yeah. Because he started out with the roads. He started with the sports car. Yeah. He's going for the car enthusiast. I think you're right. And that's... Because it is appealing. I mean, like, that, if I think about the car, I'm like, yeah, That's the market nice. of car enthusiast that... He, that nobody with the EV has touched yet. Mm-hmm. But my problem is uh, Teslas are enthusiast cars. They, they are. are, but they're not bought by enthusiasts. But that's the they're thing bought is by, like, marketed surgeons and things it's like that. Who they're marketed towards. True. And Elon Musk is but they don't also do marketing. Well, that's a no. They do. They don't do traditional marketing, but the way they do stuff is it's got their little marketed okay. thing. Okay. Okay. So wagon. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say a wagon, not a crossover. But like a traditional wagon, I think is. I, I bet think, it's gonna be. I bet it's gonna be a truck. I I think well that's the thing. It, 
I would say truck. Mm-hmm. Both Rivian there. And, and with, I suppose the next topic too. We're going to talk about, mm. we're going to talk about the other. Almost spilled the beans there. Uh, I think that Tesla <laughs> is, um, I, I think that it's going to be too crowded of a marketplace. I think Elon Musk is going to look at it and he's going to say, yeah, this is too crowded. Do you, what nobody makes right now is a wagon. Do you think they're going to update the S or the X before they do that? No. Like, visually? No. Like completely change Well, it. maybe change, like, the front bumper. Like, they're gonna maybe do a facelift again? A facelift okay. again, but... I wonder if they'll do that with the battery upgrades. They might. Maybe. It's been five or six years since they did it. Yeah, okay, it's, that's fair. But, yeah, that, that's where I'm going to say. I, I think it's going to be a wagon. It's going to be a wagon that looks like a really, really cool S. I really hope you're right. I'm going to queue up your next article here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about the next article. This is something I found really, it's like quasi-interesting in engineering. Um, so in Japan, there is a pattern that's called Nishigen. Okay. Um, well, actually, Nishigen. But um, it's a pattern that shows like the waves of the ocean. It's really common on yeah. kimonos. Uh, there's a company in Japan that made carbon fiber with this pattern. I bet those are an interesting bunch of folks, eh? Uh, well, it took them forever, and <laughs> I guess like, these panels cost like thousands of dollars because you had to hand lay every single fiber. You had to you had to put it together kind of like you would. Like, I'm guessing there are no silk. machines that are designed to weave that no, carbon weave. No, it's all hand weave. <laughs> Obviously, it's not going on sale, but um, I think it's just really interesting that they did that because that's what I've always kind of thought is cool about carbon fibers. You can do like different kind of weaves. Yeah. Um. And especially if you weave titanium inside of it, exactly. you become what is that? Is it who does that? I, I, I is that Pagani or I, is it Koenigsegg? Uh, Koenigsegg, yeah. carbotanium, carbotanium, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that I, I think that that would be a good way to stand out from like the million miles of like faux carbon fiber stickers that you see all the time. In Mr. Wags, I've got hand laid carbon fiber interior trim. Yeah, Ooh. I wish it were that. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. But uh, also, I couldn't afford it if it were that. I think if you go to, the, I think it's like a Pagani thing. Where if you go to them with a bag full of money, they'll do it. Of course they will. But then I can like put it on the market. Like we accidentally wove the Italian flag into our carbon fiber. Oh no, that would be amazing. <laughs> it's very spicy. So spicy, so spicy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's. I thought that was cool. I saw it in Japanese nostalgia cards, like just. I did notice that it was another JNC link. Yeah, so. it is it is one of the few things from well Tokyo Auto Salon happened. I love that, car culture and all capacities, and this is no exception. Yeah, that's, it's, that's actually really cool. That's from yeah Tokyo Auto Salon. Uh, also, there they had a entirely carbon fibered A86. When I say entirely, oh. the entire chassis of the car. Like they redid the monocoque and everything. The monocoque. That's was, impressive because you can't ground through carbon fiber. No, so did. that means they had to engineer ground points for all of the factory harness pickup locations. I guess what, well, I guess what they did is they just <laughs> ran some like sheets of steel along the floorboard oh, and then okay. that was your ground point and then <laughs> you had a second one. Then they'd come back and they all go to the negative on the battery. I guess that's probably the better way to do it. Because yeah. like, I occasionally work on that 57 Corvette, and it is a nightmare to wire in that thing. Because there there's, you can't ground to anywhere. Like, yeah. You have to literally find where there's like 50 wires going into one lug, and then you got to take that off, yeah, and no, then you basically try to fit a new one. It's bad. But yeah, it, the <clears> company that did the all-carbon 86, uh, the all carbon fiber A86 is called Impulse, and they're like, if you're an A86 fan, you know who Impulse is, because they've been around for like, 30 years doing a86 stuff i was gonna say what did they, obviously they didn't start with carbon fiber no they they started out doing like m1 racing and stuff for like like that which is like uh the touring car racing 
but the uh, A86, uh, that's all carbon fiber, that means that you can now buy an entirely brand new A86. Oh, so it's like a Ford Model T. Or a Mustang. Or a 32 Ford. Yeah, it's where you can, you can now get one entirely brand new, entirely made out of car. It's wildly expensive, and you are way better off, like, if you're trying to build a drift car or, like, anything at all, like, <laughs> just go find a chassis somewhere. I was going to say, you're better off not starting with an A86. Because it's going to be, like, I, I, I tried to find on their website, but their website's terrible to navigate uh, if you aren't fluent in Japanese kanji. Uh, but you're ba- you, it, I think it starts off somewhere around, like, $35,000 for the chassis. And then you go up from there. Like, just something insane like that, and not including shipping. That is a lot of money. Yeah, while it's only, like... It's but the people that are honestly, like, looking to buy, like, really mint A86s are probably... They're not out of the realm of, like, oh, maybe I will spend a crazy if, amount of money. If I had, like... Yeah, I'm use my F-bomb. If I had fuck you money, like, I would totally, um, like, just get an entirely all-carbon fiber A86 paint it to look perfectly stock, put on stock wheels, make it look like a totally stock Just A86. like a base model A86, but it's actually carbon fiber <laughs> and it weighs a, like a thousand pounds. It weighs like a thousand pounds. <laughs> and people are like, why did I just get dusted by this stock A86? I'm like, I weigh nothing. <laughs> I passed gas through a corner and it set off my balance. The I, I enjoy, I'm sure there's a word for it, but like the type of person in car culture that goes out of their way to have the best and make it look like the worst. Oh yeah, I want to know what that is because that's like my Seriously. favorite. It's like... Humble, it's kind of like humble badging, but yeah. like more extreme. Because even if you have it badged correctly, yeah. like literally, like buy like the GTS and like label it as like a GS or whatever the base trim was in the A86. I guess that would be humble badging. Yeah, but like it, ma- it, fine, making an extremely clean factory looking it, GTS. It's, it, it's a much higher level. It, it's like taking like a Mercedes 500E, yeah, and then putting on like like 240e badging or whatever the base but that is was. humble badging like what if you just had a, a, a 500e and like you did a full composite body well, that's, swap that's, on that's it? as i say and you did like but the he entire... left it 500e badge you... oh yeah so that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. so like oh that's just like a really clean 500e but like you're the only person that knows just how amazing it is to have one of those that weighs a thousand pounds <laughs> less than the original exactly. So whatever that is, like I want to know about that because it's like you're not broadcasting to the world that you're out of the ordinary. Yeah, but, like no. you. That that's a purity. that's a very Japanese thing to do because it's very very common in Japan to do a car build like that. Where yeah. you'll you'll do something actually with A eighty sixes. You'll build a perfectly perfect A eighty six. Yeah. But you have hot cams in it. You have high compression engine and. Yeah, you actually and it's still on the 13 inch stock. You have your 13 inch stock wheels, so you have like carbon ceramic brakes that are like just like, like there's a, a no way they rotor. make a 10 inch carbon <laughs> Some, ceramic brake. Like not actually that, but like somebody that like, does, like that's a that's a thing, and that's actually why Impulse does a lot of this. Is a lot of these that's parts really cool. where he's like hoods and stuff. I could see that happening in Japanese culture. Re- repainted, yeah, because those um, people are really not into being showy. Rocky Auto, if you have ever heard of them. It's yeah, I buy a lot of parts through Rock Auto. No, Rocky Auto. Oh. Uh, they do a lot of that where they'll do a build where it's like, it looks like a totally stock, like 71 Skyline, but under the hood, you have a 600 horsepower like, RB26. And they tune the exhaust to come out the stock tailpipe, but have a cutout right beforehand. So it looks all stock, but is actually just a ridiculous beast of a car. <laughs> Again, if there isn't a term for that, we have to we have to make up one. There has to be. Anyway, let's talk about our last topic. Yep. So, do you remember back in the early 1990s when Ford did the hot 
escort. Yes, yes. and they're the dope girl on the GT. Yeah, well, I don't know why you went there first, but yes, they did have the dope girl <laughs> on the GT. The it was actually that was, that was no the only thing memorable about that car. No, it had a tw- like a, a twin cam engine. Like oh, it I had guess, like yeah. a bunch of cool stuff. The Escort GT was actually like a pretty hot little car, and it was like the first effort for like a U.S. company to do that. I mean, you can yeah. kind of consider the early Cavalier uh, C24. Vega. Cosworth Vega. Anyway, thanks for ruining my segue. Um, <laughs> so Ford is actually bringing back, of all things, the thing you just mentioned, the off-center grill. That looks really rad. It's not on an Escort GT, is it? No, but That's it's on really an F-150. Rad. And the reason why it's like that, I don't really know why, actually, but they are going to electrify this thing, finally. I actually saw that in the Radwood Facebook group, that picture right oh really there. yeah oh, okay it, it was they, they were talking about escort gts and that and so <laughs> the world is too dang small as it turns out um, um but this is i mean it's great news i suppose just because this is a this really high is, selling segment but i worry about rivia now say, this is like awful news for the Geralt of rivia but I, and i don't know details on this yet but i'm guessing it's just going to be more or less a compliance retrofit of an f-150 chassis to be electrified and the rivian is really well thought out. Like every part of the vehicle where there doesn't need to be infrastructure area for a fuel tank, for engines, for crash safety in certain parts, you it's been what? turned into a cubby or something useful. Whereas this probably won't have any of that. It's just kind of a motor and batteries. It? Yeah. It this might not be that bad for Rivian. Because people that are gonna actually use this as construction workers will be buying this. People are gonna be buying the Rivian or be people who live in Beverly Hills and they wanna look like they do that. So depending on whatever the price point is of the Rivian, it might be like the new Rambo Lambo. That's true. What was that? Construction workers drive W bodies. They do. Yes, thank you. No, this will be like the modern Rambo. Hold on, I'm going to pull up the vintage version of this vehicle real quick. Now that's a car. Oh, Oh, yeah. I love that. When was the last time you saw one of those? Uh, That. Probably 1991. The other day on the Also, that might be the carbitrage from... uh, from California option right there. Yeah. No. Well, no, they actually made a no. re- they made a really cool. Uh, I forgot the name of the purple version, but it's like techno purple. Splash. It's in no, it's called techno purple. Oh, I remember that. No, they, <laughs> no, that was a that was a Explorer. No, that's it was like a two door. They, they put that on all. That was a, it, it was like the Persona edition. Toyota's. Talk about the F one fifty. I like the grill. I like that it's electric. I don't like the fact it's an F one fifty. Okay, so I want to actually go back to the Escort GT and it's cool. <laughs> The techno purple one, which is really cool because that body style, the <clears throat> 91s or so, I think this is like 93 when they did it, but they made it in that really cool purple that they had where it's like uh-huh. metallic purple. It looked like a Sea-Doo. Yeah, but they had, <laughs> so they have the wheels, they had the two-tone wheels where the outside was machined like normal, but the inside of the spokes were color, body-matched purple. Uh, the 90s were an interesting time for aesthetics. <laughs> but this is the best part. On the inside, there's like cool like Memphis Milano style, like no. random geometric shape. Oh, yeah. Like the it's like not- bus super- carpeting. Yeah, like just like that. But the thing is, is they had all the shapes were body matched, paint colored. And then they had the siping on the seats that color. And then on like the... Piping? In- the siping, yeah, yeah, the sorry, the yeah, the piping on the seats. I, say, I think siping's on tires, yeah, but the, the piping on the seats was that color, and then along the dashboard where that all the little filler bits uh-huh. were like that as well. It was oh so cool oh, looking. I didn't, I never knew it was a thing, but I saw it on like Radwood, and it was an actual like trim level of it. It looked, I, I can cool. handle a lot of rad in my everyday, but like that is too much rad. It was pretty cool. I, there were a few other things that they did that, like, it was, it was probably the coolest. I would have bought it. I well, would have totally bought it. Of course you would have bought it. 
Like, I, mean, I understand that you're an 80s aesthetic, but like you use the color palette of the early 90s with the 80s aesthetic. Because if we look at the 80s color palette, it's not good. No, no, it's awful. But no. you like the, the I like, straight I, lines and the geometry of the, the 80s the late, and the, the color, panel, the color palette of the early 1990s. The late 80s for my time. It's the Miami Vice era of the 80s that I like. Which is early 90s. It's yeah. the same thing. Well, a, Miami Vice is 1985 to I, 1990. I understand. But... Um, Really, when they were in their own, was about like eighty-seven and eighty-eight, eighty-nine, and that's kind of the. I'm late eighties all the way, not early. Early eighties sucked. Like that was the, still the Moyes. How many kilowatt hours do you think this uh, Escort GT pickup will have? Two. I don't know. Not enough. I think it'll have a hundred and twenty-five. No, I'm, I'm gonna say eighty. I think the the, I think, the I long think, range, like King Duty, I think Ford, Pooper Ranch will I probably think, have like a hundred and eighty. I think Ford's gonna phone it in. Do you think it's going to just be a retrofit made by somebody else? I think it's going to be a retrofit made by Ford, but they're going to phone it in. They're going to use their parts of an engineer crap out of their eco sport or whatever. What do you think the tow rating will be? Not nearly enough. I bet it will be more than the gasser. I think it will be not nearly enough because they're going to be too busy worrying about regenerative braking over tow rating. How fast do you think it will be? Uh, 100 miles an hour. Zero to 60. Zero to 60, eight seconds. No way. Is that is that short? I don't know. If you put the, the Fiat motor in an F-150, it would do... Faster than eight seconds. I think I, I think it'll do that. I think it'll just the be... Rivian does it in three point one. I think Ford's gonna sh- you know, screw the. Do you think up. it's gonna have motor axles or a live axle on the back independent front? I think it's gonna have a live axle motor on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. To I'm see. fully. I'm serious about that. <laughs> like, like the high voltage wires are gonna be like bending back and forth oh, as the motor like jams into the truck bed. No, like, like like the, the motor's going to be attached to the live axle. It's going to be a motor instead of a differential. But I really think that they're just going to phone this in as much as they possibly can. Really. Okay. I, I mean, whatever the path of least resistance is, I have, especially after what Ford's been doing lately, I have such. But they have to compete with the Rivian. I know that, but I have very little faith that they're going to do it well. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I don't have much faith in Ford either because they killed off all of their cars. Yeah, well, not only that, like, a lot of their interesting people don't work there anymore. That's who, why the cars have been killed off, and that's why I think that I'm not sure if that's the reason, in. but I, I, I do wish they had I mean, given us a little more of a teaser with this. Like, great, okay, cool. I will say it's a cool front end. I th- it's definitely the best-looking F-150. Like, like it's, it looks even better than the Raptor, for sure. I want that grill to come back. I want that to be, like, there, like, this is our I have good news for you, car, Ryan. That but, will be available at the parts department, and you can put it on any F-150. Well, now I, I want that design where it's the off-center slits. I want that to be their like this. Their is new our, corporate nose. The corporate nose of their EVs. Oh man, that but, actually is fairly likely. Because you know, like they always block off where the grill is for the EVs. Like that'd be their cool like block off grill. Anyway, I think that would be a good place to end on. Should buy a Rivian instead of that. Yes, you should buy a Rivian instead of that. And you can get a all-carbon fiber A86 from Japan. And you should also do that and then put it in the bed of your... <coughs> yes. In fact, you should put, a, really you put an EV motor into that and then have the perfect... Well, once it falls out of the F-150s driving down the highway, you can just put that in your carbon fiber A86 and drift. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. That will be the, the A86 <laughs> of the future is all carbon fiber and with an electric motor. And... Ben from Japanese Nostalgia Car will be very, very depressed. Oh, my God. I'm cringing, and I don't even care. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you guys on Saturday. All Thanks right. for Bye. watching. Bye.